edition 45, 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year A. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. Turn your ear, O Lord, and answer me. Save the servant who trusts in you, my God. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, as we gather together for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A, let us pause, acknowledge our sins, and prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ, have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 22, verses 15 and 19 to 23. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Go to the steward, to Shebna, who is master of the household, and say to him, I will thrust you from your office, and you will be pulled down from your post. On that day I will call my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, and will clothe him with your robe and bind your sash on him. 
I will commit your authority to his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open, and no one shall shut. He shall shut, and no one shall open. I will fasten him like a peg in a secure place, and he will become a throne of honour to the house of his ancestors. The Word of the Lord Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures for ever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the angels I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and for your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from afar. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures for ever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 11, verses 33 to 36. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments, and how inscrutable His ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counsellor? Or who has given a gift to Him to receive a gift in return? For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory for ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 16 verses 13 to 20. When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then Jesus sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. 
The Gospel of the Lord. In the Gospel, our Lord gives St. Peter the keys to the Kingdom of God. He makes St. Peter the first amongst the Apostles. Jesus builds his church on the solid rock of the profession of faith that Peter makes, and that we all make too. The church is built on the very solid rock of the profession of faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Chosen One. Jesus is the Son of God who shows us exactly what God is like. Jesus is the one who forgives our sins and sacrifices his life so that we may all be saved, that we may be restored to God's family and to God's house. It is our Lord who is the one who invites us to share in God's gifts and promises, and if we accept, we become brothers and sisters in Christ. We become Jesus' disciples and children of God, part of God's own family forever which is just such a wonderful, priceless gift. Who am I? asks our Lord of his disciples. Who do you say I am? In some sense, a person cannot be reduced to a mere sum of the descriptions and characteristics that you can uh, list off about them. Who a person is cannot be summed up merely by titles that they have, Every person, not least of which Jesus himself, is a mystery and an encounter. Our Lord must be encountered as a person before one can understand him as a figure of doctrine and belief. In fact, surely one of the most common things that humans can do to each other, and it may be the most unfair thing we can do at times, is to try and reduce a person to a series of categories, to file them into a neat box so that we can understand them to label another person. Whilst it might be helpful for practicality, it's actually reducing the mystery and complexity of another person, and it can reduce them to cliches and stereotypes, which can replace dealing with the real person in favour of labels and generalisations or assumptions about the person that are in fact a pale shadow of who they really are. In the second reading, it says about God, who can know the mind of God? Who has ever given God a present? How can we understand the depths of God? We know a lot about God because our Lord has revealed a lot, but in the end God is much bigger than we'll ever fully comprehend. Our job is a very important thing to all of us, but who we are is more than the job we do. Who we are is more than what we've achieved in this life. And who we are before God is more than what we're capable of doing. And even how we look or what we possess is not really the core of our true identity. And if we're ever tempted to rely too much on those other qualities, not that they aren't important at times, if we make one or a few of the qualities the sum total of what makes us us, then we can run into terrible trouble. If my job is everything, one day I might lose it. If my reputation is everything that matters, and for all of us to a degree that is very important, but if it is everything, it can be tarnished, it can be wrongly taken away from us. If who I am is all about what I can do, my abilities, my health, one day may fail. No, who we are really must be something much deeper than the various qualities and abilities that make up our lives at this moment. Ultimately, and the scriptures and our Lord makes this quite clear. Who we are 
truly is something that time or situation can never take away. We are beloved sons and daughters of a infinitely loving God who loves us and calls us into life with him and calls us to walk with him in right relationship and with right relationship with others around us. Who is this person Jesus? Each one of us must discover the meaning and nature of our Lord ourselves. There's no substitute for personally encountering the mystery of Christ in the scriptures and in our daily lives. It's not really enough to merely obtain a prepackaged doctrine about Christ, although that's not to say these doctrines don't tell us so much about Jesus and his mission and values. But our Lord is much more than the things we say about him. Ultimately, Jesus is the one who is. He is God. It's about encountering God. And that encounter with God occurs in relationship and not merely an intellectual exercise or an exercise of the mind. Encountering Christ and his good news in our lives, in the people we meet and ourselves and in our life story. Perhaps the second reading holds the key. In it, St. Paul reminds us that although there's much we can and need to know and search for in our understanding of Jesus and God in general, nevertheless, ultimately, God is much more than we can ever truly comprehend. God has some aspects that are knowable, but others are beyond our human comprehension. Actually, that applies to any human being. The person sitting next to you, even if you know them very well, ultimately they're always still a mystery. They can't be reduced to a list of facts about them. They're so much more, infinitely more than the sum of their traits and characteristics. They're more than the past ways of relating and behaving. We are all mystery, created by God is infinite mystery. Ultimately, it's not as much about knowing and more about engaging in the mystery, jumping into the deep, and ongoing prayer, reflection, dialogue and discussion, and of course encounter in the unfolding events of each day. Christ reminds us it's all really about relationship. More than categories or definitions, it's about relationship with God, relationship with one another, relationship with who we are ourselves, it's ongoing, it's a never-ending journey. Each one of us is called upon to reflect personally on Christ. But who do you say I am? I suppose it should not come as a shock that for us Christians, Jesus means everything to us. Not only do we really admire him as a person, and we like the message he gave us of inclusion, forgiveness and welcome, but we love the way he put people first. And God's law has always put in its proper perspective as a life-giving source for the benefit and help of others, never to be used as a millstone around one's neck. I love the fact that Jesus is God who has become human, because this makes humanity and the physical world blessed, holy and sacred. I'm in awe of the fact that our Lord is so protective of each and every one of his heavenly creatures, his sons and daughters, God's children so protective that he even says, I regard that what you do to even the least of one of these, it's as if you're doing it to me personally. And so over each one of us and all of us, Jesus throws an enormously valuable cloak of protection, care, love and inclusion that is really beyond imagining. Jesus, to us, is the ultimate revelation of not only what God is like, but how God acts towards us and how God feels towards each one of us. And it's very good news. We not only worship Jesus as God, the Son and Messiah, but we admire him and like him 
as a friend and mentor and as a brother in God's family. I can't get enough of the still fresh and challenging message that is to be found in his words, parables and actions in the New Testament. I believe, like Peter, we all do, that we haven't even begun to comprehend that the the full depths and the radicality of Christ's message. We're only just starting to apply it in our own lives. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before God who penetrates the depths of our heart. For the Holy Father, Pope Francis, that as successor of St. Peter, he may continue to sustain and nourish the faith of the believing community. Lord, hear us. For peace in the world. Lord, hear us. For the Church that its members may always search for a better and deeper understanding of Christ's wisdom and knowledge. Lord, hear us. For those without work, that they may not give up hope in the search for employment. Lord, hear us. For this community, that we will use our gift to build a world based on equality and freedom. Lord, hear us. For all who are experiencing ill health, that they will experience the healing, strengthening and peaceful touch of God. Lord, hear us. For the dead, that they might be welcomed into the mystery of Christ's presence, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. O God, in your wisdom, we ask you to hear us and grant our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, who gained for yourself a people by adoption, through the one sacrifice offered once for all, bestow graciously on us, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace in your church. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through his paschal mystery he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death, summoning us to the glory of being now called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession to proclaim everywhere your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, 
Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, says the Lord, and I will raise him up on the last day. Let us pray. Complete within us, O Lord, we pray, the healing work of your mercy and graciously perfect and sustain us, so that in all things we may please you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures from the Jerusalem Bible, copyright 1966 by Darton, Longman and Todd Limited, and Doubleday and Company Limited. New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, copyright 1989, the Division of Christian Education of the National Council of Churches of Christ in the United States of America. The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963, The Grail in England, published by HarperCollins. Faith, Hope and Love Theme Hymn, words based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 to 13, set to original music by Paul W. Kelly, copyright 1996 and 2006. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. May God bless and keep you.